Unmute, the podcast from Design Up. We will feature issues that bother us, inspire us, or intrigue us designers. Subscribe to Unmute, where you get your podcasts. And enjoy the ride. Now, over to our host, Shiva. Recently, I watched a video of Jim Carrey. I'm not a big fan of Jim Carrey, but I developed a great respect for him after I saw his documentary on Andy Kaufman in Netflix. This interview was with Jimmy Fallon, and he was looking chubbier than normal. It's probably the pandemic. We all eat more. Jim Carrey was in his cabin in Montana. Apparently, he bought it just when the pandemic started and moved there. So in this interview, he was promoting his new book, Memoirs and Misinformation. So there's this question about the cover, and Jim Carrey says it is about when he had 10 minutes left to live and talks about the entire Hawaii missile alert. Suddenly I realized that I've heard about that before. The Hawaii missile alert. Last year, we were invited from Design Up to visit UX Thailand and Bangkok. And I remember meeting Jared Spool. Who is that? Jared Spool is an American writer, researcher, speaker, educator, and an expert on the subjects of usability, software, design, and research. He is the founding principal of User Interface Engineering, a research, training, and consulting firm that specializes in website and product usability. Yes, that is him. Now, let's get back to our story. The Hawaii Missile Alert. America always thought that North Korean dictator on a bored morning after his breakfast would send a missile to Hawaii for some excitement. The shortest distance as the bird flies between Hawaii and North Korea is about 7,517 kilometers or 4,600 miles. Apparently, the missile can cover it in about 12 to 15 minutes. And that's all the time you get. So one Saturday morning, on January 13th, 2018, at 8am, Hawaii time, the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency was going through a routine check and opened the wrong file. This file sent an ominous message to everyone in Hawaii at that point. So the message read, Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Ominous, isn't it? This message was sent as a text to all in Hawaii. And I would not be surprised if Jim Carrey also received this message while he was there. So this case is always illustrated to indicate badly designed software and poor naming conventions. You can read an article about this in Jared Spool's UIE.com. And I'm reading Jim Carrey's book, and I will tell you all about it in the next episode. In the late summer afternoon of 2016, 
I was with 200 other people gathered on a terrace in Central Business District in Bangalore. This was an event called Design Up. Along with Jamie Myrol from like Adobe and Anshuman um, Bapna from Make My Trip, I want to talk to you about a personal story. Uh, I was a speaker too. Since then, I've been a part of Design Up as an advisor. helping the all volunteers team to discover choose decide and sometimes execute initiatives i love the spirit at design up i think it's unusual and fairly eclectic that is jay datta founder and curator at design up he explains what design up really stands for it's not one of those many design conferences where they teach you how to do a fabulous prototype five ways to be the best design leader three things to do when you face a nasty client there are quite a few people out there who are doing all of this design up is much more broad it covers lot more ground from tactics concepts business of design ethics tools processes and of course technologies it is also very deep it deconstructs the new responsibilities that we have earned as designers it questions our origin our journey and of course our destination too designer connects a lot of different dots cross pollinate specializations it's about helping design practitioners newbies and students gain actionable insights equally it's focused on making design accessible to non-designers and welcomes people who do not have a design degree or a specialization data scientists product managers journalists anthropologists cxos they have all been part of this festival celebrating design in tech and design for tech in the 2019 edition i was a host too From 200 attendees in 2016 to a hall packed with over 1300 people in November 2019 the conference design up has scaled rapidly both in numbers and also what we cover design up 2019 was actually called a festival complete with studio tours workshops master classes and more this leaves us wondering what is next as it has grown almost doubling year on year our network of speakers contributors and attendees have expanded too therefore we expanded our content we have made it appropriate for our gallery i would say we put names and faces against interests and preferences and that helps us to curate our content way sharper than before our attendees rate this amongst one of the most fun mind expanding experiences so what does design up focus on today and what exactly is design from a design up perspective thoughtful very considered intent driven action so the revised definition thoughtful rendering of intent i think this definition made us deliver events or conferences or festivals that were sharper 
better and made such a huge impact a lot of attendees came back next year saying that the conference truly changed the course of their careers they say i saw what i was missing what i truly wanted to do where do i want to go next and these made the stories we had this wonderful attendee in year 1 an isb grad she was all set for a career in product management but she had remained quite unconvinced she told us later after the conference she had switched to user research and was thoroughly enjoying it a lot of our volunteers have got inspired by the speakers their vision and have ended up joining the speakers there are so many stories around design up and the careers it has shaped an impact that is long lasting an impact that is still on though there are individual bits the collective is always greater the whole is greater than the sum of individual parts 2020 arrives no events no gathering and you know the story we've been on lockdown since march everybody started webinars at design up we started webinars too slowly the number of attendees started to increase we experimented with formats time slots and saw the numbers rise and rise but then we had to remind ourselves that design up isn't about the numbers it's about those well crafted memorable experiences and in this times of zoom and webinar fatigue long hours of work from home numbers really are no consolation no yardstick so we thought we'll give it a pause give it a break and introspect so design up stop to smell the roses we looked at the open field where everybody was empowered with a mic and a substantial audience we started questioning a lot there are a lot of people doing interesting meetups online who knows we could co-create with some of them but this podcast is also another exciting format the volunteers discussed an extended online event an online conference and the collective response this, this isn't, isn't design now our attendees should save their energy and their money for another big in person edition for another day and that's not in 2020 for sure we have worked towards mastering a very hard act getting thousands of people together in a single place and of their own free will getting some amazing speakers from around the world and forging this unique creative energy the current reality of social distancing is that exact opposite that upside down world design up is a world of social it's a world of collaborative creative energy in real time and space and it helps when none of us do this for the money that's not why we do what we do it gives us clarity freedom and also a lot of responsibility so we started this podcast we will do episodes with snippets like this one you're listening to we will do features about specific topics like design education or vernacular typography in the digital realm 
We will also include good interviews with experts from our network. If you have ideas, write to us, tweet us, Instagram or plain mail us. I am on shiva at designup.io. I'm super excited about the podcast project that Shiva is leading. It's not just a series of interviews. It's a very different narrative. It explores different formats, forms and most importantly content in the very true spirit of design up. We will keep trying something new because we are good at questioning the status quo. That's what we will do. In the year 1988, I was traveling in a second-class train compartment going home from design school for vacation. The journey across the Deccan Plateau from Western India to Deep South was long, hot and debilitating. I crawled up to my upper berth with a book. I was reading Gabriel Garcia Marquez's 100 Years of Solitude. He had just won the Nobel Prize in the year 1985, three years back. For me, that was a life-changing experience. Eventually, I will become a die-hard fan of Marcus over the next few years and pretty much read all of his books. But there was always this yearning to read it in the original text in Spanish. I was sure it'll be way more emotive and real. So I wanted to learn Spanish. Languages have always intrigued me. They are symbols and words that at the basic level are used to communicate to one another. They are a binding glue that makes communities and evolve culture. But a language can also empower humanity to overcome strife. I learned this recently when I heard Jack Morgan. Designer asked me to come and talk about my design work. And so I said, great, great. I'm going to talk about poverty, war, and death. Jack Morgan. He designs solutions to the world's biggest problems. He's known for leading design at Google's design education division and further at Duolingo. Does that sound exciting? But seriously, I do this because I believe that we can design solutions to the world's biggest problems, starting with poverty. Globally, more than 780 million people cannot read or write. Many of them live in extreme poverty, and unless they can get access to education, many of them will be stuck there. In many classrooms in Uganda for example there is just one textbook per 30 students. And over the past decade millions of people in developing countries have come online using everything from e-readers to smartphones to tablets with a single device typically able to hold more than 30,000 books. 
And that's not all. The UN came out with a study recently that showed that more people now have access to cell phones than toilets. That says something about our priorities, doesn't it? But really, it's this access to education through technology that is already helping millions of people educate themselves and lift themselves out of poverty. And overwhelmingly, they are doing this by learning a new language. That's right, around 1.5 billion people are learning English. And many of them are doing this to get a better job and get out of poverty. And the reason for this is simple. In most countries, including here in India, you can earn between 25 and 100% more just by knowing English. And so the irony is that you need to learn English to get out of poverty, but to learn English, you need $1,000. So what's the solution? Devices, right? Cell phones, smartphones, tablets. I know this because I am part of a team that is trying to make education free for everyone in the world. It's called Duolingo. And so we designed Duolingo to feel like a game. And we now have more than 300 million people using this app to teach themselves a new language 100% free. Not only do they have to learn the language, but they have to prove that they know the language, English, in this case. So we looked into this and it turns out that about $5 billion a year is spent by people just trying to prove they can speak English. And to do this, they have to take a standardized test. And these standardized tests typically cost about 250 US dollars. And that's not all. Like most standardized tests, you have to travel to a big testing center like this one to sit the exam. And so it became clear that it's breaking down the barriers to education alone is not enough, right? We have to break down the barriers to opportunity as well, right? 50% of the world's population is now connected to the internet, right? So we launched the Duolingo English test and made it available to everyone online, eliminating the need for the in-person testing center. At this point, he plays a video that shows how the test works from the camera's point of view. Talk about a funny incident that happened to you. What happened? And who else was there? Remember when I was uh, like really young, around like 10 years old, I tried to read uh, articles and I always see the author as anonymous. And I don't quite know what anonymous mean. And I thought it's is a writer of some sort and I was wondering who that author is and I really respect him as an author because like he can do like poetry he can do novels he can do um, scientific um, essays and I think that's really impressive and um, one day when preparing preparing for a uh, vocabulary test I I learned the word anonymous and that means without name so I, I feel like that's a pretty funny thing that's happened to me while I'm learning English. And this is working. So for the first time in history, 
People from even the most remote villages can get access to a college education at some of the most prestigious universities in the world, like Yale, Stanford, and Johns Hopkins, lifting themselves and their families out of poverty. So that brings us next to war. Because we've been able to reach so many people, we now have one of the... Furthermore, talking about war, he says how Duolingo has empowered people who don't have a country, refugees. With help from United Nations, Duolingo is giving them the opportunity to learn a language for almost nothing. Hopefully, that makes them acceptable in other countries. On death, he talks about revival of dying languages like Navajo through Duolingo platform and now that has helped preservation of Native American culture. And so, by preventing languages from dying, we can actually prevent entire cultures from dying along with them. So, poverty, war, and death. While we can't make these problems disappear completely, we can use design and technology to help people overcome them. And lately, we've all been talking a lot about the downsides of technology and disruption. And we should all be talking about this. It's an important problem. But we should also consider how we can use technology to design solutions to the world's biggest problems. We can all make digital equality a reality. We can give everyone a chance. And if we can have education for all, we can have opportunity for all, then maybe, just maybe, we can have equality for all. Thank you. That is Jack Morgan from Duolingo at the 2019 Design Up Conference. Nosotros estudiábamos juntos. Victor es un ladrón de bancos, pero no es muy bueno. It has been 257 days since I started learning Spanish on Duolingo. The experience is immensely satisfying. I cannot read Marcus in Spanish yet, but I will get there. ¡Manos arriba! This is Unmute from Design Up. I am the creator and host, Shiva Vishwanathan. Executive producers are Jay Datta, Narayan Gopalan, and Shiva Vishwanathan. Special thanks to Jack Morgan, Duolingo, Jared Spool, and Coffee Mechanics for their coffee. This podcast will not be possible without Rasagya Sharma, Prabin Pebam, Saloni Sabnis, Ripul Kumar, and Darmesh Ba. And Design Up will not be possible without Nitesh, Lucky, Roshni, Tuhina, Nikita, Bhavna, Asta, Gaurav, Anil, Abishu, Anindita, Manu and Priya. 
This podcast has been recorded at our homes with a Scarlett 2i2 3rd Gen Studio and Steinberg UR22C. It's edited on GarageBand and distributed with Buzzsprout. Thank you. And till we meet again, goodbye. Unmute. The podcast from Design Up.